0: says Bible talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane.
1: And I'm Shannon.
0: And today Oh I'm telling her to
1: project she's not loud enough.
0: Oh I'm always loud. Right. Okay, so we're doing uh the other three. The other three churches Revelation three. Revelation three.
1: Yeah. Last week we talked about Revelation two, which was the first four churches. There's seven churches that um, John is told by Jesus to send a message to, send a a letter to yeah or to talk to specifically. And the first four were Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, and Thyatira. That's interesting. I'm looking at commentaries and things like that. It says that in those four churches, all four churches were commended for certain things, Mm -hmm. but they were all found lacking in something except for Smyrna. Mm. Smyrna was not criticized because they were a persecuted church. Right. But everybody else said but you have forgotten in something so today we're going to go into Revelation 3 and I'm reading that today I'm going to read it from the message and by Jane's request I'll read it from the message and we'll go from there I'm going to read it in letter or church by church so Revelation 3 starts write this to Sardis the angel of the church the one holding the seven spirits of God in one hand a firm grip on the seven stars with the other speaks I see right through your work. You have a reputation for vigor and zest, but you're dead, stone dead. Up on your feet, take a deep breath. Maybe there's life in you yet. But I wouldn't know it by looking at your busy work. Nothing for God's work. Nothing of God's work has been completed. Your condition is desperate. Think of the gift you once had in your hands, the message you heard with your ears. Grasp it again and turn back to God. If you pull the covers back over your head and sleep on, oblivious to God, I'll return when you least expect it, break into your life like a thief in the night. You still have a few followers of Jesus and Sardis who haven't ruined themselves, wallowing in the muck of the world's ways. They'll walk with me on parade. They've proved their worth. Conquerors will march in the victory parade, their names indelible in the book of life. I'll lead them up and present them by name to my Father and his angels. Are your ears awake? Listen. Listen to the wind words, the Spirit blowing through the churches.
0: Mm. I like, the first thing that stuck out for me is that I wouldn't know it by looking at your busy work. Nothing of God's work has been completed. And then it goes on and says down there, it says, while There's only a few... There's a few followers of Jesus and Sardis who haven't ruined themselves, wallowing in the muck of the world's ways. So a lot of times our busy work is actually doing things the world's way.
1: Or doing things that are expected. Or doing things that make you popular.
0: Mm. Or doing
1: things just because they'll raise attendance, but they... You know, are they of God? Mm. Or are they they of religion? And I Mm. think that's really what... um, to me, when I'm reading this, I really see that. I know yeah. your works. You have the reputation of being alive.
0: Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. a
1: scary thing there because when we look at our church, and when we look at our our works, our things for, for Jesus, what do we look for to see if a church is alive? Mm-hmm. What do we want to see?
0: Well, we want to see people growing spiritually, right? producing fruit.
1: Right. But even within our convention, What numbers do they want?
0: Well, they, the heads of them, want to see how many have been baptized, how many attend, and that's not biblical.
1: Attendance and new membership, all of those things are good, but are they the goal of the church, just to get bodies? And I think when I see this, it says, he says, you know, um, I know your works, you have the reputation of being alive, but you're dead.
0: They're good if they're being done if they're if they're authentic, if those are actually if, if there are not more people, but if they are all growing in Christ, if it's just a bunch of populi- popularity, it's it's not good.
1: Well, I think also in addition, just the popularity thing, I think those things that we might see from a worldly view of successfulness mm-hmm. or success in the church mm-hmm. should be the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Those things should be what happens because of you're doing it right. Right. It shouldn't be what you say, I'm doing it right because of this. Right. It's not the, we're putting the cart before the horse if we suddenly say what's most important is butts in the seats. Yeah. Because I give away $100 bills and get people to come every Sunday. True. That doesn't mean that we're doing it right.
0: Right. I would say also, when we look at these churches, I and they are written to churches, but I think we also can take them as to our own individual life. Right. So I have to ask myself, Jane, are you... Are you looking like you're a good Christian? Are you just doing a lot of busy work? Or are you truly living for Jesus? Am I producing fruit? Because Jesus said they will know us by our fruit. And that's our job. He's chosen us to bear fruit for him. That's a
1: very serious um, warning to them too. Yeah. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what hour I will come against you. This is from the. English standard in front of me, but I will come against you. Yeah. If you don't wake up, you're not going to notice.
0: Yeah.
1: If you, if you don't wake up, I'm going to come like a thief.
0: And I want to bring up something controversial. Okay. And you don't have to agree with me. No one has, you know, this is Mm -hmm. how I'm interpreting this. seems like these people, the ones who've fallen asleep, they were believers. But they've quit following Christ. And so I seriously think, I mean, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. If, and we don't earn our salvation. We don't. I'm not saying that we don't earn our salvation. But if we're not living for Jesus, have we walked away from him? Because I think no one can take our salvation away from us, but I think we can give it up if we choose. Because if I decide tomorrow that if someone asks if I'm a Christian and I deny Jesus Jesus does say if you deny me before men I'll deny you before my father
1: mm.
0: so I think I guess that's an argument against the thing oh I stood up in church one time and I accepted Christ if that's all there is to your faith that's not faith that might have been a start of it but if that's where you stopped I would argue that do you have faith you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. When I look at this church, the very first line sounds almost, or the second sentence, actually, sounds almost like a compliment. Remember the other one that oh. got complimented? Yeah. He says, I know your works. Now, if you stopped it there, that would sound like everything's going fine. Mm-hmm. Then he says, you have the reputation of being alive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in verse 2, it says, I have not found your works complete Mm. in the sight of God. So they obviously started.
0: Yeah, they started out great. They got
1: started in the right direction, but they have to finish. They have to do it. And he says that again. Um, Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. Mm. Keep it and repent. What you started with, you got started the right way.
0: I think we can get off track when we... Quit examining ourselves, self-examining ourselves, making sure we're right with Jesus. I think we can get off track. Self-examining ourselves. Yeah, 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 okay. (laughs) Examining ourselves inwardly. And Mm -hmm. I think we can get off track if we don't, if we quit being self-aware.
1: Yeah, and, and how do we, there's the question. How do we evaluate ourselves in this in this light
0: I think one of them is you need to be in the word because it will check there's checks and balances in there and God is really good if we open our heart to him and read his word if we are actually reading it and just not skimming and mm-hmm. just checking off a box God will get to us because he doesn't want us to fall from him he wants to be close to us so if we're heart is oh I know teachable our heart stays teachable and tender. That's why, like, if you see something wrong in my life, my heart is teachable. God can use you in my life to say something. Right. But if I instead get offended or defensive when you say, Jane, I, you haven't read your Bible for a few days, and if if my heart has grown hard, I might go, <laughs> well, you know?
1: yeah. And I think also, I think the term growth, personal growth, yeah. Is important here because if you're not growing, he says you're dying. Yeah, you have the reputation of being alive, but you're dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Somewhere along the line, you started out right, so you look like you got the right stuff going on, but just stopped,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's why you're dead. Mm-hmm. Not that you didn't have it from the beginning, but that you stopped, and because yeah. of that, here's you know the warnings come in, but it also has a beautiful blessing there also. Oh yes. Still, yet you still have a few. Yeah, there's still some within the body that have not fallen away. And the one who conquers will be clothed in white gar- garments, and I will confess his name before my Father and before His angels.
0: Wow, that'll be a moment.
1: Come forth and name you, and say, "These are mine. These oh. are my people." Let me tell you, tell them to you by name. It's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, you do Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, I'll do Philadelphia next. Philadelphia is an interesting. One especially, or they're all interesting, but we know Philadelphia um, is also a city in the United States Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who's going through some terrible problems right now. And they're kind of, it's kind of interesting to compare the news. I I was just reading today about Highland Park, which is a section of Philadelphia. And so let's just read through it here quick. Write this to Philadelphia, the angel of the church. The holy, the true, David's key in his hand, opening doors no one can lock, locking doors no one can open, speaks. I see what you've done. Now see what I've done. I've opened a door before you that no one can slam shut. You don't have much strength, I know that. You you used what you had to keep my word. You didn't deny me when times were rough. And watch as I take those who call themselves true believers, but are nothing of the kind, pretenders whose true membership is in the club of Satan. Watch as I strip off their pretensions and they're forced to acknowledge that it's you that I've loved. Because you keep my word in passionate patience, I'll keep you safe in the time of testing that will be here soon and all over the earth, every man, woman, and child put to the test. I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. Keep a tight grip on what you have so no one distracts you and steals your crown. I'll I'll make each conqueror a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, a permanent position of honor. Then I'll write names on you, the pillars, the name of my God, the name of God's city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, and my new name. Are your ears awake? Listen. Listen to the wind words, the Spirit blowing through the churches.
0: Oh, I just think I'll keep you safe in the time of testing that will be here soon, and all over the earth, every man, woman, and child put to the test. These are words we can hold on to when tribulation comes. I mean, these are promises. Just hold on.
1: And this is what's going to happen. Well, I find it interesting when I compare it to Smyrna.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In Chapter 2, he talks to Smyrna, and they don't doesn't say anything about them doing anything wrong. Right. I can see your pain and poverty, constant pain, dire poverty, but I also see your wealth. Mm-hmm. Fear nothing in the things you're about to suffer, but stay on guard. The devil's about to throw you in jail. Don't quit. Now, when he goes to Philadelphia, he's sounds like they're going to be going through kind of the same thing. Right. And he says, because you kept my word and passionate patience, I'll keep you safe in the time of testing that will be here soon. And all over the earth, every man, woman, and child put to the test. Mm -hmm. I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. Keep a tight grip. So.
0: Yeah, there's similar messages. They're similar,
1: but they're different. Yeah. In that for this particular church... He's not talking about poverty or material suffering necessarily. But he says, I see what you've done. You didn't deny me when times were rough.
0: Yeah.
1: You used what you had to keep my word. You don't have much strength, I know that, but you used what you had Mm -hmm. to keep my word. And then he does talk about... um, pretenders whose true membership is in the club of Satan. He um, says the same
0: thing to Smarna, Belong to Satan's crowd. Different, but pretend right. to be good Jews.
1: One of the things, that, the, one of the commentaries I'm reading here says that um, Philadelphia, Philadelphia seems to have been attacked by a specific group of non-believing Jews mm. referred to as the synagogue of Satan. And That kind of makes sense when you look at what he says when he describes them. Um watches I s- strip up their pretensions and they're forced to acknowledge it's you that i've loved mm. so that that is kind of a that's kind of a powerful message yeah, it is um and then of course, his promise is I'm on my way amen I'll be there soon. just hold on to what you have. don't let anyone distract you or steal your crown mm-hmm. so distract then, you, yes. Yeah. And this world, Keep a tight right. grip on what you have. Don't let anything distract yeah.
0: you. Yeah. And just think of this world. We have more than ever, ever any time in history, there's more distractions now than ever. People almost can't get away from them. I mean, I think about someone who lives in a city. You know, they walk down the street, they see billboards, signs flashing, the TV, social media.
1: Just the everywhere. white noise behind you.
0: Everywhere. I mean, distractions everywhere. And,
1: uh, and even in a rural setting, we have the same thing. Those distractions are available.
0: But I guess I think we can go outside. Yeah. And, and listen to the birds and, and get grounded back just standing on God's earth. Right. You know, and there's not so many people.
1: But we have such a... The world is connected and not necessarily all the good ways right now. Yeah. In so many ways, you have so much exposure to so many things, face-to-face, eye-to-eye. You get to see things you shouldn't see. You hear things you shouldn't hear. Yeah. Um, You know, if you're on social media or anything like that, the minute some algorithm decides you're interested in something, that's all you'll ever see. Yeah. So if you have... uh, if you have a bend towards a certain political side, you only hear that side. You never hear the other side. Mm-hmm. If, you, uh, if you're if you only interested in certain things, that's what your focus is. Mm-hmm. So Satan uses all these things to try and drag our attention away and distract us. Yeah. And we're warned about distraction here.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, take a tight grip on what you have so that no one distracts you and steals your crown.
0: hmm
1: And... Stealing your crown is different than stealing your salvation, but when he's talking about stealing your crown, as we'll get into later on in Revelation here, stealing the you know cast your crowns down before the altar. Yeah. So stealing your crown is like your rewards. Stealing your rewards, yeah, yeah, because you you can't say you finished strong. I saw that. Sorry. Yeah. You did well, but. Yeah, you he let the world kind of come in and you know, distract yeah. you a little bit. Oh,
0: that'd be awful. So you I, want to read Leo to see you?
1: Just a second, though. Yeah. I have one other thing I want to say here. Oh, it's very really interesting when you look at um, this. Um, in the Catholic Church, the key is always the sign of Peter. mm mm-hmm. Because Peter. He says, on this rock, I'll build my church. Right. And, but here, in this one, he says, the words of the Holy One, the true one, who has the key of David. Oh, that's right. Who the opens and no one will shut. Who mm-hmm. shuts and no one will open.
0: That's true. I hadn't thought of
1: that. I just, I just it's saw that as, as an interesting contrast there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, let's go to our last church here in this chapter. There's only 22 verses
0: mm-hmm.
1: in Chapter 3 of Revelations. And this is to Laodicea. And this is the one that I think I find the most disturbing because I think it's, if people are honest, this one's the one that could probably be applied to them the most, especially here in the United States. Oh, yeah, this one. Mm -hmm. This is the one I think could apply to us better than most. So we have to be very aware of this, Mm this situation. Starting in verse fourteen it says Write <clears throat> to Laodicea, to the angel of church of the church. God's yes, the faithful and accurate witness, the first of God's creation says I know you inside and out, and find little to my liking. You're not cold, you're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale, you're stagnant, you make me want to vomit. You brag I'm rich, I've got a maid, I need nothing from anyone. Oblivious that, in fact, you're a pitiful, blind beggar, threadbare, and homeless. Here's what I want you to do. Buy your gold from me. Gold that's been through the refiner's fire. Then you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me, clothes designed in heaven. You've gone around half-naked long enough. Buy medicine for your eyes so that you can see, really see. The people I love I call to account. Prod and correct and guide so that they'll live at their best. On your feet, then, about face, run after God. Look at me. I stand at the door. I knock. If you hear me call and open the door, I'll come right in and sit down to supper with you. Conquerors will sit alongside me at the head table, just as I, having conquered, took the place of honor at the side of my Father. That's my gift to the conquerors. Are your ears awake? Listen. Listen to the wind words, the Spirit blowing through the churches.
0: Boy, that's... He vomits you out of his mouth if you're... Oh yeah, can't get more graphic description. Yeah. yeah, I think you should look up the water in Laodicea, the pipes, because right. I remember reading this. Is that?
1: I, I think I preached on it once.
0: This is a was. great illustration of right there at that time because they had some water through these pipes that come up, and it would be lukewarm and stagnant, and so these people, and it wasn't great drinking water. They knew exactly what what Jesus was comparing them to, and it wasn't good. And then also, I think also the same place, they made medicine, ointments. And so Jesus also uses their own uh, their own images, things that they were very, uh, they could understand. And he says, buy medicine for your eyes from me so you can see, really see. I don't know if you'll be able to find it, but if you do, it would be great. But Um. And if you've ever, you're thirsty, and someone gives you a glass of water, and it turns out to be warm and kind of stagnant, it's just, ugh. I mean, you drink it, because you have to, but much rather have a nice cold glass of water, I would anyway, or something hot, you know, not lukewarm. Shannon's looking. I okay, should have so had it up. Did you find something? They
1: see us water. Um... Actually came from a hot springs and it was, it was, brought to the city five miles away
0: oh, in an aqueduct.
1: Go. Okay, so when it comes out of the aqueduct, it's gonna cool off as it gets there, but it's not cold. It's not like good cold well water. So, even though they had, um, they had water, it was a hot mineral springs that they got it from. So it was kind of when it comes out of your tap, you don't get cold water. You get lukewarm water. Yeah, and Well, I'll drink tap water any day. You always like ice, and I don't like ice as much as you do. But um, lukewarm water is not satisfying.
0: Yeah.
1: It just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But when I look at the reason this one is so scary, I think, when we look at it, in Laodicea, he again says, I know your works. Now, he said that exact same phrase when he was talking up here uh, to Sardis, mm-hmm. I know your works. There he said you had the reputation of being alive but are dead. But with Laodicea, he says, you're neither hot nor cold.
0: And he's, they're arrogant. You brag, I'm rich, I got it made, I I need nothing from anyone.
1: And he says, I wish you were either hot or cold. Yeah. Either 100% so out or 100% not, because... There's a danger of being lukewarm. Yeah. And because you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. For you say I am rich, I have prospered, I don't need anything. Even though you don't realize you have nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the that's the that's the concern that I have, especially for the American church. Well, One, the the faith, the, the the revivals in the United States. And the faith of Americans has always been best under um, turmoil or under challenges.
0: I would say that's that's you could say that about anybody.
1: I think you could, but when I look at the American church, especially, we're pretty lazy. We're pretty comfortable. Yeah. Um. We we think we have everything we need,
0: and we have our fancy programs and this and that, and our coffee
1: bars and yeah. We have we have we're luxury. We don't have to worry about our next meal. It's here, okay. Most of us don't.
0: I mean, people do.
1: Some people do, but yeah, for the most part. So, if I I'm looking at a uh, uh, website called Share Faith, it talks about. The five great American revivals. Well, the first great awakening was in 1730s, 1740s. Started in England, went to the colonies. Mm. Okay, That's that turbulent time. We're about to get into the Revolutionary War. Right. Okay? And the second great awakening happened in the 1820s and the 1850s. That was American England again. And this is after the Enlightenment and the moral decay is starting on. And so there's it's getting ugly. Third great awakening... 1975, Not long after the Civil War, again, people are, are healing from a terrible wound there, mm-hmm. and they come to faith. Um. And the twentieth-century revival started in nineteen ten. We're getting in the Great Depression, mm-hmm. We're going through nineteen ten to the nineteen seventies is what they, sixty-year time period. Hmm. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because you look at that, and when we look at history right now, we look at like the 1960s being kind of a breaking point for the United States, Mm -hmm. where liberalism really sets in hard, the Vietnam War, the anti-war movement, all that kind of stuff happened, really tore our country up a little bit. And from that, we get some of the mindsets that are, I think, poisoning Mm
0: -hmm.
1: our society today. And yet, that was also towards the tail end of, of a revival that started... Before World War One, went through World War One, went through the Great Depression, went through World War Two, even went through the the uh, uh, Korean War, and then it faded, and then it was over. I yeah. think we're due. Yeah. I think we're due. There's hope in this. But I think that yeah that and that's that, yeah go ahead. I want to
0: read this 18 or 19 mm-hmm. says. The people I love, I call to account. Prod and correct and guide so that they'll live at their best. Up on your feet then, about face, run after God. And then it goes on about him standing at the door. But he says right there, the people I love, I love you. Come on. Come on, get up. Run after God. Be the people that I've called you
1: to be. And But he is also putting it into the church's hands. To yeah. the see his hands. The ball's in their court. I am standing at the door. Mm-hmm. And the door is open. So that I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door.
0: Yeah, so the door's not I'm open. I'm there. They're, yeah, he's right there. They but need to open the door. But you have
1: to open the door. Yeah. You, I will not do this for you. You have to do this. And I think that's, that's the challenge there. That's the challenge. And then challenge. he says, but before that he says, you know, if I love you, I will, I will chastise you. Mm-hmm. I will discipline you. And that's what he's doing. In this letter alone, he says, "I'm doing this because I love you." Yeah. Now, this is the old. It hurts me more than it hurts you, but it is your choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can walk away, and it's all of our own choices. Or you can run after. Because even if
0: we have a good church, we're going to, if we ourselves are not growing, we it, it, we could like for the end of our till the end of our lives go to church every Sunday, but if we're not growing. We could fall away, and then we could be one of those people, say, Lord, didn't I attend church every Sunday? And he could say, depart from me, I never knew you. Which, that would be a very scary thing. But you you don't have to be afraid of that. You just need to stay close to Jesus and allow him to develop fruit through you. You don't have to, oh, am I right with Jesus today? Or, oh, do a, is my salvation secure? You don't have to worry about that. If you're walking with God... Just keep walking with God. And if you've fallen away, get up and go back. Just that's like Jesus said.
1: concerns you. Get into your word and you will feel the peace. And you don't have to look to anyone else for that.
0: Yeah, it's not like... Like if someone has walked away from God, all you got to do is turn back to him and say, Here I am. And he's right there waiting. He's right behind you if you've walked away from him. It's not like you have to go a long way. You just have to say, Jesus. And he's, yeah, here I am. I've been waiting. And One, I just
1: going back to that the example of the, the great awakenings that we've had the the, the revivals we've had throughout history um, the times that we as the American Church revived the most mm-hmm. was when we were in or coming out of a hard time mm-hmm. if we are cold in other words if we don't have anything we look to God mm-hmm. if we are challenged, um, I remember, I remember September 11th like it was yesterday. But I remember afterwards immediately, all the churches were full. People were praying. People were praying yeah. on television. You know, there was yeah. a lot of those things going on, and everyone thought it was the right thing to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Now we're in a situation where um, we're so comfortable, we're so lukewarm about everything. Yeah. That it's a shocker if somebody prays out loud or mm-hmm. prays publicly. Mm-hmm. It might be condemned. Yeah. Um, you know, the mass shootings and the things that were going on that are going on in our country and people come come and say, oh, my prayers are with those families. People say, well, your prayers are worthless. What are your prayers doing? Yeah. You need to fill in the blank, legislate, do whatever you want to do. Um, we have become so lukewarm I think in our country right now that I could see Jesus saying, I'll just spit you out of my mouth.
0: Yeah.
1: You had it all. You well, have it you have you have everything you as far
0: need. yeah, as far as a country I think he is. I mean, as far as a country we we've been the greatest country in the world. I mean, so blessed beyond any other country. Right. But it just is inevitable. We're falling. And I I we might have one more awakening before the I U.S. It, is, is in name only.
1: I think anecdotally of, of people that I have met or know of that, you know, there's some people that I know that have just through their own industriousness and their work and their creativity have become very, very wealthy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But within two generations, if they keep- it's all gone because... They have everything they need. They don't need to work towards anything. Yeah. They don't need to try and create or, or evolve or change themselves into the people they're meant to be because they're comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got grandpa's money. We really don't need to do anything. Yeah. I can play. Mm-hmm. I can never grow up because I don't have to ever be responsible. And I think as Americans, we've kind of gotten into that comfort zone. That's and it. if something were to happen tomorrow... And I've talked about this before. If God were to take his hand fully off of us, there would be a revival of some sort. Yep. It might
0: be a little floundering, but... But... Yeah.
1: Why did we get to the point where we needed a revival? I don't know. That's the thing.
0: I think it's humanity. We're sinful.
1: It's been 53 years since 1970, and where where do we go from the... The end of the 1910s through 1970s when Billy Graham's holding his big tent revivals and all those things are going on. And I remember reading the vast majority of people that came forward during the tent revivals would have identified themselves as Christians beforehand. Yeah. But they didn't really understand the relationship with God. And that's gone too. Yeah. Mm. And uh, it's disconcerting for me personally you know um served in the military was in law enforcement had a flag on my shoulder for an awful lot of those years every uniform had a flag on it yeah and even uh i even have it tattooed on my right arm right now i have a flag on there but as a country i i'm I'm very happy to be an American. I'm, I'm very happy to be born in this country. I'm very proud of this, some of the things that we've done in our co- with our country and in our country. But if the country falls, because we've taken God out of it, we've lost mm-hmm. all the blessing that we have been offered. And this church in Laodicea, as, as he's talking about it, um, he says, you say I am rich. I have prospered.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In other words, in the world's eyes, I got everything I need.
0: Yeah. Talking about the American flag, Mm. up until, I don't know, five years ago, everyone flew the flag. Maybe it was even longer than them. It was no big deal, but now it's a controversial symbol, which just shows the decline of our country. But that it used to, now if you say you're patriotic, in some circles, that's like uh, extremism you know and it's just there's so many I, well and
1: again like i said you know the the grandchildren of the of the successful man often fall into self-loathing and drug addiction and alcohol addiction and all these other things it's just self-loathing yeah i'm not doing anything myself yeah. what have you done for me lately all those kind of things and when we look at the united states as a whole Politically right now, we are such a quagmire, such a mess, where we're all name-calling and screaming and shouting, and nobody will ever think for themselves. Mm -hmm. It's so rare when you see something going through the national legislature, whether it's Senate or House of Representatives, where anybody votes anything other than all the Democrats are here, all the Republicans Mm -hmm. are here. Wait a minute. Does it anybody think for themselves?
0: Yeah. That's the thing. We've got to think for can't ourselves. can we have someone
1: on one side say, you know what, that's a good idea. On their side, I'm going, to, I'm going to agree with them. Yeah. We can't. We all have to stand in our own little pockets. Yeah. And while we're standing there bickering with ourselves, everything else is falling apart and mm-hmm. nothing's getting done. Yeah. And the loathing better. of the flag, the self-loathing of, of Americans right now is, is really, really bothersome because we don't. You and I, through the military and through adoptions, um, have been blessed mm-hmm. to travel mm-hmm. and see other countries. Mm-hmm. And I think where our biggest blessing came, mm-hmm. we didn't travel and see other countries as tourists.
0: Oh, right. Because
1: the only countries you go to as tourists are ones that are sunny beaches and... <laughs> ski alps and i mean you go places for entertainment purposes we went places that weren't for entertainment but we in doing so we got to see how other countries live how other people live how children grow in other countries what their mindsets are what the mindsets of people are and we see that and we think boy boy is it good at home yeah boy do we have it good and i wish more people from the United States would see that mm-hmm. would be able to see countries of severe poverty yeah. or countries where God has been kind of erased to yeah. see what it looks like now yeah. um, and see that, that hard lifestyle that people live and appreciate more what well, we have people saying oh it's not fair We're so, we have so much racism in the United States really no, Go to South sense. Africa and ask them yeah. if they would define racism the way we define racism. Yeah. I think it would be completely different. Yeah. You know, People talk about um, inequity in our country. Really. Mm-hmm. Go over to Bulgaria where we were mm-hmm. and look at the Roma. Mm-hmm. An, entire, an entire section of their society who might be slightly different colored on their skin. They're not, it's not black and white, literally. It's just a shade. Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't even notice, Mm -hmm. and yet they didn't go to school. Mm -hmm. They weren't allowed to hold public office. They had all these terrible things going on. And if our country were to see how much better we are.
0: Better off, not better. Better
1: off. how, How much better their life is in this country. Yes, there are things we can fix. Yes, there are things that are not right. Yes, there are things that we could be better at. But saying that we should burn the country down?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we're, we probably we're really the we're really the, the, the torch torchbearers, Yeah. And we're losing that.
0: So that somehow relates to Laodicea. I'm sure I'm yes. the one who brought us on a well rabbit chase. I brought right, up the flag.
1: Right, but S- I also brought us on the point where I think this is the one that I think oh, as so. Americans we really need to look at take a real close look at and hold it up to the mirror and say is this me am I lukewarm am I do I think I got it made Mm -hmm. because Jesus says yeah you are really poor Mm -hmm. you think you got it all three of these churches we talked about today um, were slightly different than the ones beforehand Mm -hmm. and um, if we start with Sardis they say yeah you look good on the outside but but you're dead and then Philadelphia's doing it right. Mm-hmm. And Laodicea, you just... Stink. You know, yeah, you're tepid water. You're, yeah. you're, you're pond water.
0: Yeah.
1: I wish you were in one way or the other, because if they were really cold, you could have a quick revival. If you're really hot, I wouldn't have an issue. Mm-hmm. But you're in, in the middle, so you don't even see that you need anything. And that's that's the hardest thing. Witnessing to someone who doesn't think they need Jesus, yeah, that's impossible. That's hard. It's they have impossible. To, first they have to want what you want. Yeah, and want what you
0: have. Yeah,
1: right. It, it, or want what you want. Yeah, and if you if they can't they, if you can't get people to understand that they want what Jesus is offering, it's really hard for them to accept it. Yeah, because they then they just see it's something they got to give up. Mm-hmm. It's not what they receive. So. Take these things that we're talking about in, um, into your own heart. Go into the Word yourself. Look at these things. Do some research. Dig through some of these things on your own. And I think uh, I think, if you honestly look at these things, you will see where you need to wake up. But to do that, you have to have ears that are awake and listening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He who has ears, let him hear.
0: Mm-hmm. Good handy. God bless. Bye.